This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the July 3rd edition of Invest Talk. July 3rd already. I know what you're thinking. You can't believe it's 4th of July that it's going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow's the 4th of July. And maybe you're not ready. Or maybe you're already at home, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're already traveling. Who knows? But you've got some, most people got some work to finish up. I know I do. I got to do the show. Then, of course, I'm having a big barbecue at my house tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley, and during this hour of Invest Talk, I'm going to help you save some money and pass along information that should help you earn money. And that's what we do here. Our objective is to help you grow and protect your hard-earned dollars. Have your hard-earned dollars work for you instead of you working for it. Now, how will I help you save and earn money? Consider this. Each year, people inevitably end up buying items they really don't need. Every day, every week, every month. And... Some of these things are really expensive. If one were to to prorate their use on a daily basis, you would see how expensive they really are. So what if you were tipped off? What if I named items you might want to pledge not to purchase? That would save you money, and you can use that money and invest it and earn more money. So I'm going to get to that. So stay tuned. Let's, I'll give you a little list in a few minutes. But first, when, when Invest Talk, the radio program, ends each day, people think about what they've heard. And then call or anytime listener line with the following up questions. Any questions you want, as long as it's financial. So let's get to some answers. Here's a call that came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. I've been uh, listening to your podcast for uh, quite a while now. Um, I had a question regarding the AT&T merger. I currently own stock of AT&T, and I just wanted to know who do you think are the big winners here? Uh, what do you think will happen after the court ruling? I mean, well, it already happened, but what do you think will happen uh, after the merger and uh, who really gets affected by this? Thank you. Well, AT&T, symbol is T, is one of the stocks. You remember last week I said we bought a big uh, telephone tech stock? I don't know if it was last week or the week before. AT&T was the stock, and it is in most of our managed accounts uh, because it was testing a double bottom, and it tested it, stayed there for three or four or five days, and then started to move up. You've heard me say that many, many, many times. Wait for the move sideways and wait for it to see it move up, then buy it. And that's what we did. Okay? So it was up uh, 1.55% today, up 50 cents a day. Why do we buy it? Because it pays a 6.1% dividend. That's why. I mean, and it, the price was low. I mean, it ranges. The price ranges from, oh, the low 30s, sometimes high 20s, 29, 28, to the low 40s. Okay? Well, Last year, the low was 32, the high was 43. The year before that, the low was 33, the high was 43. Now, it's at the low this year was, what, 30, oh, I'm going to say 31 and a half, 32, and now it's at 32.71. So, it's at the low. Why not buy it? Who the winner of the merger? Well, I think it's going to be AT&T. Because, remember, they have the pipes to pump 
data, videos, everything through. They have the pipes. They, they can pump it through their system, through their airways, and now they have the content to do so. Before, all they did was own the pipe, and other people were pumping information. Now, they, with their uh, um, purchase of uh, Time Warner, they have content to pump, pump through their own pipes. I think that's the route that a lot of the big, I think Verizon is going to follow suit here. Anyways, that's good news for AT&T. Another place to drive earnings. Now, everybody has done it sometime or another. Everybody has purchased something they wanted but didn't really need. And if you do this often enough, year after year, the costs of misused funds can really add up and hurt you. And it's money you've redirected. If you could just take that same money, that same money, and redirect it somewhere else, you know, build build income, build income-producing assets. Okay, it's not hard. So, but before you you can spend all that money later as it comes in from the asset that you purchased for all those things you avoided that you didn't really need. Really. How about a boat? Do you really need a boat? You know, you can charter a boat. Do you really, will you really use the boat? I know here on the, where I am, people have boats in the harbor, never take them out. Never. Timeshares. You know how many people I've heard, I hate my timeshare, I gotta pay monthly. Don't buy it. Piano. Now I'll tell you this, we bought a piano, but my wife uses it. She sings at church and She's a cantor, and she has to play the music and practice. But do most people do that? How about a how about an extravagant wedding? Is that really necessary? These are big ticket items I'm talking about here, that you do not have to spend all that money. I'm not saying have a terrible wedding. I'm just saying, do you have to go? I mean, I know people that go huge in debt on weddings. You don't need to do that. You really don't. Anyways, there are many more items. How about, uh, my biggest beef for really is the thing that people do every day all the time is Starbucks coffee. I don't mind coffee, but you can make your own. Put it in a thermostat. You could buy cheap coffee, you know, and taste just as good. Everybody, you've been, you've been brainwashed and think that Starbucks coffee is the best in the world. I don't think so. I think that's a, a big money waster, personally. Of course, I can talk since I don't drink coffee. <laughs> you know, so I guess I should have some empathy for those who have to have their coffee, I guess. huh? So anyways, there's a lots of things you can do to try to save money. And for the record, if you'd like professional, unbiased, and experienced investing guidance, you keep listening to us here at Invest Talk. Or feel free to get in touch. Give Justin or myself a call. We'll talk to you about it, how to, how to invest it. We can help you. We want to help you. So... That's how you can save some money. Some of the other topics I have on schedule for today. What are we going to talk about? American families are feeling the pain of higher oil prices. Okay? There's supply concerns, which I don't really understand. We don't have, we have a ton of supply. We have no shortage, and yet prices are going up. I don't get that. I also want to talk about why you aren't rich. Now, we just talked about some of the things that you spend money on that you're wasting, but there's other things that cost money that you can avoid, cannot avoid. 
Well, you could, but it's going to be very hard. Uh, I got, well, uh, three of the four things you can avoid. For fourth one, you can. And I also want to talk about 401ks. How much do you think they've gone up in the last 10 years? How much do you think it's gone up in the last 10 years? Remember, we've had a roaring bull market, right? But, but remember, that also included the bear market, too. But I want to point out that the bear market happened in 2008, and it was all made up in 2009, one year. So how much after 10 years now, and here it is, 2018, so going all the way back to 2008, catching the, the bear market, how much do you think 401ks have gone up? And calls to slow the Federal Reserve down and increasing rates are ignored. Minutes are going to come out tomorrow about their uh, meeting they just had. I can pretty much tell you what's going to happen. Why? Because all the federal officials have spoken already. And I, I want to talk about that. Now, of course, those are things I want to talk about. You drive the show, not me. What did the market do today? It fell. Not unusual the day before. Remember I told you, was it, was it last week, that July 2nd is the best day of the year for since 1950, on average. I thought that wasn't going to happen yesterday. Remember, the market was down big in the morning, but then it made a real good comeback in a big reversal day. By the end of the day, it was up. Today, a little different story. The market was down and stayed down. The Dow lost 132 points. That's about as much as it made yesterday. Uh, the NASDAQ down 65 and the S&P down 13. So we ran in place in two days. Tomorrow's a holiday. Then we'll all be back Thursday. But being a shortened week, that means a lot of traders take time off. Someone are going to take the Thursday and Friday off and you know, have a very long week. You know, it, so it gets in the summer, it gets a little tricky because of all the vacations being taken. Just difficult. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ta I'm taking your questions now on our Anytime Listener line. So I need you to focus. Investing in our financial questions. Please. That's what I want. You may have outdoor grilling duties and attend, question, and, and attend questions on your mind, but this is a forum for, you know, talking about money, not barbecues. Call me, 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk. July 4th is tomorrow, and you've got investments to make while you can still find the time to get them done. So, Steve's here and ready to answer your questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, we're going to start off the show by talking to Art Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. How are you? I am good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I just wanted uh, your opinion on uh, General Mills. Because it's been um, trading in the uh, 42 to 40, probably 44 range. It actually bumped up to 46 at one point, but um, come back yeah, down. Yeah, it mm -hmm. It's like it's facing a little bit. Yeah, we, uh, we we own this in one of our stock accounts. I like General Mills a lot. It pays a 4.5% dividend. Everybody knows it. it's a manufactured cereals, specialty foods, yogurt, dough mixes, snacks all for the retail area. It is a $25, 26000000000 billion company. Uh, they're going to make 
$3.07 this year and then $3.26 next year. So that means the PE is going to be about 13, 14, and the five-year range is 13 to 25. 35% return on equity. The dividend is four and a half percent, as I said, and that easily obtainable. They they don't you know, they're they're not paying that much in earnings in the form of a dividend. So I kind of like it right here, uh, Art, because if you saw it back in March, it fell sharply to about 44, and then trailed down for another month or two to the 40, a little bit below 42, and then hung around there, as you pointed out, and been slowly coming back. And then in the last four or five days, it fell, but it fell about halfway of its uh, move ups. So I think there's a good buy point right here, Art, personally. I really do. Oh, and a okay. uh, question about the, uh, I guess, the uh, staples in general. Um, when the uh, if the market were to uh, correct, do these like uh, usually hold their value? If the, uh, since yeah, because like they're it's not. This is a not. Uh, yeah, our, because it's a non-cyclical stock. General Mills, it's food. Everybody eats, even uh, in a recession. Since it's a non-cyclical stock, like a utility company, a food company, they tend not to go down with a market in a normal correction. Now, in 2008, everything fell hard. There was no place to hide. I thought I, I tried to hide, like in some drug stocks, and didn't work. Nothing worked. So, uh, but General Mills is typically holds up better than in a in a market correction or fall than other type stocks, simply because it's food and people eat no matter what. All right, appreciate the call. Thank you. What are you doing for the fourth? Visiting friends or family? Well, I'm having family over. Are you camping, traveling? I don't like to travel on uh, on uh, on long week on holidays. I do not like it because it's too much too much people on the road. But I'll bet you're busy doing something. What are you doing July 18th? I'll be in San Jose conducting one-on-one portfolio reviews on July 18th. I invite you to register now at investtalk.com. And now our lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99 chart. Invest Talk on the radio, streaming live at investtalk.com, and available 24 7 via archived podcast. Invest Talk can help you grow and protect your money. So let's get back to Steve as he welcomes your calls. 888 99 Chart. 888 992 4278. Let's talk to Bill in Fremont. How you doing, Bill? I'm okay, uh, Steve. How are you? How you doing? I'm good, and I appreciate your call. Yeah, uh, boy, you're not kidding about weddings. I don't understand how people can spend so much money on weddings at Starbucks. You're, you're so right on that. I know. I don't understand that. I know. I don't <laughs> uh, get it. <laughs> I don't, me neither. We, me and the wife go to Starbucks once in a while, but I can't do that every day. I don't understand. Oh, I've seen uh, people go multiple times a day. Breakfast, lunch, oh, dinner. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, say, once hey, in a while. That's like, it's too expensive for a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it true that you're, uh, not to get off the subject here, is it true that your nephew was uh, drafted to the Niners? Yes, he is, Dante Pettis. I just talked to him, just got off the phone. We talked about his contract coming up, so, yeah. Oh, wow, congratulations. That is really something. Gosh, that is really neat. Pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, go out and see his first. 
Um, I'm just going to manage his money, but I'm helping him with all the contract stuff. You'd be amazed how much money they get besides the contract. He's already made a couple hundred thousand dollars, and he hasn't signed his contract yet. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, that's all the inside stuff. I never. <laughs> that's pretty good. What's his name again? Yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna go. We're gonna go out to his first game in Minnesota. So the 49ers are playing Minnesota season opener for them. So oh, it's a pretty yeah. exciting. Oh, I don't mean. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Bill. Oh yeah, I just. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm done. Sorry. What was his? What was his name? Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis. Okay, I have to keep an eye on him and watch him. So well, yeah, he's a wide receiver. That's really neat. Wide receiver. Oh, nice. Oh, that's my position. Yeah. That's what I used to do years ago. I know it's not a sports talk show here. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I don't mind talking about my nephew. <laughs> that's really good. That's, they got two talented teams, you and him. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. Well, his father played for yeah. his father, father played for the California Angels nine years in major league. So, and he has five Gold Gloves. So, kind of runs oh in my the family. Goodness. <laughs> wow, you guys so, have that your family. Yeah. That must be exciting for you guys. Um, oh yeah, well, when, calling, it, it is. Uh, uh, the reason I'm Go calling ahead. is uh, I was just wondering what is the site that you're looking at to get your information when someone calls in on a. Or stock or something. I I'm just curious. I just okay. Well, have a lot of okay. I buy I buy information, uh, Bill. Bill, I, I buy it. So one of the okay. one of the pieces of software I use, I use about three or four pieces as we talk, as I talk about the stock. Okay. The, one of the main ones though is called Market Smith. Market Smith, one word. Okay. MarketSmith.com. I and I think it costs about a hundred dollars a month or so. And you download the data every, you know, the, you go to their website every day, and it updates constantly. And you type in the symbol, and I use a, they, they have various pieces of, it's a lot of information, but I use a weekly, a weekly uh, snapshot of the particular stock. And then I, we have another piece of software for charting, uh, and uh, I got, and then I got, we buy. Uh, information from Morningstar. You can get a lot of free information from Morningstar, but we buy it because you can get more information. You know how you pay you pay what you get for, right? You get what you pay for. Right, it. exactly. So yeah. that's that's so I buy all this information. It, it information is free out on the web, but it's not as free in a nice, concise one spot like I'm giving you on the radio. That's the hard part. You have to really dig yeah. for it yourself. Gotcha. Yeah, I get well, I appreciate the call, Bill. Yeah, yep, you got to pay for it. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Ben in Texas. How you doing, Ben? Howdy, Steve. Doing well. Good. Where are you in Texas? Uh, I'm down in Corpus Christi. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I have yes, relatives sir. in Houston. My brother. My brother-in-law we just talked about, he's the third base coach for Houston Astros. Oh, wow. Uh, Gary Pettis. Yeah, I went and saw that yeah. uh, last week. Yeah, they're doing great. Uh, I got a question for you. Uh, I'm I'm 27. I'm, I started listening to the show about a month ago, and uh, I, I love the show. It's what gave me the confidence to start investing. I've been wanting to do it for years. Good. Um, I, I went on the website, and I took the risk assessment. I scored a 92 on the risk assessment, so it's obviously very high. Okay. Um, yes. My question for you is generally what what does that mean as far as 
Am I am I trading more often than other people who have a lower score? Am I am I buying stock that has a higher volatility as far as it could go up a lot more? What what is the higher what, risk? What that says? Okay. That's that's a very good question. Very good question, Ben. It means that you're comfortable with taking risk, higher risk stocks that have you know lots of potential, but maybe are over overpriced, or that you want may want to you wouldn't even mind borrowing money in your in your portfolio, and if you invested all your money, you might want consider borrowing you know a ten percent to buy more stock because you feel comfortable. With taking the risk, that's what that means. You're you okay. have a you know the risk of the market is a score of 80, so that's the S&P 500, 80, and you're at 92, so you don't mind taking more risk than the market average is. That's what that means. Okay, okay Ben. Okay. Good and, luck with it. Hope it works for you. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, index funds versus mutual funds. Why an index fund will almost certainly be a better investment than an actively managed mutual fund. Almost always. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm here to, to for your calls. Call me, 888-99-CHART. Our podcast continues next. The process of investing is more than just picking stocks. Investing begins with savings, of course, and along the way... There are issues about taxes and then estate planning and on and on. KPP Financial clients have a ready resource of information about any and all of these personal financial matters. All they need to do is ask. Managing your money gets more complex every day, and there are more options than the average person could possibly comprehend. And when we're confronted with too many choices... Research shows that people put off decisions, important decisions. Most times, that's not productive. KPP Financial's philosophy is the more their clients know, the more successful they'll be, and the more predictable their future will be. KPP Financial, serving the average investor, helping them find solutions. Now let's continue with the podcast. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial. You are an investor, and you naturally want to grow and protect your money. Well, KPP can help with that. KPP offers a variety of special programs, and one will be best suited for your investor risk tolerance. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. Even better, contact Steve or Justin through a message on investtalk.com. But now, please get ready with your questions and call 888-99-CHART. So I'm pretty sure that we've all seen and you've seen the higher price uh, at the pump. Uh, and oil has been going up steadily and surprisingly so since we have plenty of it. But it's the fear of not having in the future, I guess, of driving price up. It's going to cost you about $440 more this year than last year. So there goes a chunk of the tax cut that we got and the higher oil prices. I don't think it's going to affect the economy one way or another. And I'm, I'm just kind of dumbfounded that it's staying as high as it is. I, it just seems unreasonably high for the spike. Because remember, we are using less oil this year than we did last year. 
less oil than we did five years ago here in the United States because of the advent of you know different technologies, electric vehicles, and that's one, and just that we just don't use it much. We 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 don't. So, but we are pumping more and more and more out of the ground. We're going to be independent, energy independent in a couple of years. So this is driving, you would think it would drive prices down instead of the prices being $70, $80 a barrel. So it's kind of confusing because of the supply and demand uh, equation doesn't seem to be playing out. There should be, there's plenty of supply. There's good demand too, but there's plenty of supply. So why, and OPEC is going to probably increase production. Wouldn't that be a, you know, just because there's, they may increase production in the future, usually drives the prices down now, and we're not seeing that. Now, granted, usually oil prices peak for the summer because of the summer driving, but it's it's kind of confusing. Just know that you're going to be paying more bucks for it. I don't think it affects the economy one way or another, you know, but you're paying more. Hmm. Oh, well. We get a wide variety of investing and finance questions on our Anytime Listener line. The number is always the same, 888-99-CHART. So let's hear from a call now. Hi, Steve. This is June in San Francisco. My question is that I purchased Walmart around 93 or 4, somewhere around there. So if I sell it now, I would take about $4,000 loss. I'm thinking maybe I should just take the loss and get rid of it. I would like your thoughts on that, whether I should get rid of it now or hold on to it. Thank you so much for your help. Bye-bye. Well, I'm assuming by the question that this is in a taxable account so that if you take the $4,000 loss, you can apply that to capital gain somewhere else. And this is for Walmart, everybody, WMT. Everybody knows who Walmart is, very large, huge company, $250 billion. Pays a 2.5% dividend. But my first question would be, well, why did you buy it? Did you buy it because you thought it would go up in price and therefore you wanted a capital appreciation? Or did you buy it for the dividend? Is it a core holding of yours or just something you were planning on trading away at some point? I'd like to know all those kinds of questions. Uh, personally, I would hold on to Walmart because this is the low marks that it's been making, about 80, what, 83. Today it's at 84.44. So these are low marks. Uh, I think it will go higher in the future. But I don't think it's going to, you know, maybe up to 100. That's about it. I don't think much more than 105 at the very top. That's my opinion anyways. So uh, you got to decide whether it's wise to take that capital loss and why you bought it in the first place. For me, it's a core holding, so I hold it um, because it will, will reward me over time. But maybe that's not the case for you, so it depends. Uh, there's nothing wrong with taking the loss. Apply those capital losses against other capital gains you may have or you may have in the future because you can apply them in the future too. Uh, and you can also sell it now, buy it back in 31 days. I don't think it's going to take off anytime soon. But that depends on what what you want to do. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm very glad you've chosen to listen to us on Invest Talk Radio. And on the eve of America's July 4th holiday, appreciate it. Please remember that when the program ends, 
It will be archived in podcast form at investtalk.com. We do this so you can revisit a topic if you hear something you want to hear again or share the broadcast with somebody else, friends, family, someone else. We'd love for you to put the word out there if you would. And you can listen to podcasts online or download them to your portable devices. Listen to them at the gym or any place else or any time. But now we've got time for one or two more calls. Try it. 888-99-CHART. Once the holiday is over, most of us will be back at work earning money. So please take a moment now to mark an upcoming date on your calendar, July 18th. If you live anywhere in Northern California, July 18th will be your chance to take advantage of a no-cost investment portfolio review with InvestTalk's Steve Peasley. He'll be in San Jose. You can meet him in person, but appointments are limited. There's still time to register if you act soon. So get started on the path to your free portfolio tune-up and start maximizing the potential of your investment dollars. Go to investtalk.com, then on the InvestTalk menu link, scroll down, click Portfolio Review. Got a question for Steve now? Call the listener line, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Richard from Texas, and I'm new insider. I've heard Steve say recently that if you're going to buy stocks, you should have $10,000. Being as I'm a new investor and buying random stocks, Stocks, does that mean it would make more sense for me to buy ETFs as opposed to buying random stocks? If you could uh, clear that up for me, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, it would. It would make more sense. And I think you need more than $10,000. If I said 10000 I misspoke. You need to buy about 15, minimum 15, 20 stocks. Okay, and you don't want to get too costly in the trades, so you need to spread them out and not spend a lot of money on the trade. It might, for a smaller account, getting started, you know, uh, ETFs are a far better choice because you get instant diversification. And there's hundreds of them in different parts of the market. You can buy almost any part of the market you want using the ETF. And each ETF is a is has a number of stocks. If you you can buy the whole S and P 500 in an ETF, the symbol is SPY, or the Dow DOW, or the the Nasdaq 100, which is QQQ. Those are the main indexes that you can buy with an ETF. You can also buy commodities. You can buy currency. You can buy big tech stocks. You can buy the Fang stocks. There's a Fang ETF. Fang is Facebook, Apple. Amazon, Netflix, and Google. There's an ETF just for those five stocks. I wouldn't recommend buying that, but there is. That's what I'm just pointing out. There's so many different slices of the market you can get through an ETF. If you feel a certain sector would do better, you can do it through an ETF and you have instant diversification. Yeah, so for $10,000, yeah, I would suggest an ETF. Okay. Let's go to Andy in Sunnyville. How you doing, Andy? Hey. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, it's great uh, hearing you. Thank you. I have a question about the stock CRXE, France and Frick. Do you think it's a good investment? Do you think some good news coming up of development and other things? What was that symbol again? France and Frick. CRXE. Guys, did you get that symbol? 
Hmm. So can you spell? Can you spell the yes. name? Uh, uh, give me the name. Yes, it's Franz Antrix, and the symbol is T for Tiger, R for Romeo, X for X, Mark T for Cat. I'm not. I'm not. Get, I'm not. Uh, try. Okay. Maybe that's it. Okay, is it uh, is it develops robotic assisted surgical systems? Yes. Okay, got it. TRXC Transenterix. I have never heard of this company because it's a, a microcap. It, it's not teeny tiny. It's seven hundred eighty-three million. It's pretty small. Uh, uh, the problem uh, that it, the problem you have here is it, uh, uh, Andy, is it doesn't make any money. It's never made any money. It's losing money. Even though sales have been picked up, it's a $783 million company, but it only does about 4 to $5 million in the most recent quarter in sales, and that's the highest it's ever been. So the sales are growing, but they're not going to make any money. They have negative cash flow. It's, it, it's not a – and the stock price has shot up to $3.84 from $0.50. Cents on, this is not the type of stocks I would buy. And he is too risky. Okay. Uh, whenever I don't like buying stocks that don't make money, because it, okay. it's not going, it's not not going to make money this year, next year, or the year after, according to the experts, anyways. Okay, appreciate the call. Okay. Thanks, Andy. Transetrix it develops robotic assisted surgical systems used in minimally evasive surgeries. And it could be a big winner. It's just that it doesn't have the numbers yet. Uh, it's not making money, uh, and it's not going to make money. Sales are increasing, so they're doing something right. They got sales increasing. That's important, but they're still very, very small sales. Not very many sales. Okay. Um, okay. Why aren't you rich? It's not all your fault, by the way. In case you were wondering. Okay. It's not all your fault. Why? Well, one reason you're rich is because if you have children, they cost you $233 and $610 each to get them to age 17. That's not even college. Well, that's a lot of money. How about taxes? Did you know that 46% of Americans paid no federal income tax? That's 80 million people. That means the rest of us are paying all the income, federal income tax. So you're paying so much in taxes, if you're making even a decent salary, that it's very difficult to save money. And student loans. Did you know there's a $1.5 trillion outstanding in student loans? And it's not just the student who has those loans. A lot of parents borrowed money, student loans, and made, them, uh, made themselves obligatory to pay the loan off. So that's a problem. And the fourth thing is spending habits, which we touched on at the beginning of the show. Spending habits. And as you know, my biggest beef is that you spend way too much on a Starbucks coffee multiple times a week. And that's, you know, you don't need to be doing that. And that's a lot of money out of your pocket. But, you know, you can't avoid children. If you want to have children, you got to pay for them. You can't avoid taxes unless you don't make any money. Apparently, 80 million people don't. 46% of all Americans do not pay federal income tax. 46%. Wow. That's a big number. 
It's late, very late and dark. You are supposed to be sleeping, but you have questions. Call our anytime listener line. Get that question off your mind and go back to bed. And you're welcome. And here's a call that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Love the show. I'm always learning. This is Jennifer from Providence. My question is about dividends. I was wondering what the best way is to tell if a stock is offering dividends and how long do you have to hold it till issued. And I noticed when I sell certain stocks that a small incremental percentage is added. So I was wondering, is that the same thing as percentage yield? Still trying to understand it all and uh, really appreciate your feedback. Thanks a lot. Okay. A dividend. How a stock pays a dividend. The board of directors, the with the with the with the CEO decide to pay a dividend or not pay a dividend. And many stocks are known that they always pay a dividend. They usually pay on a quarterly basis. But that's just all that dividend is decided by the company. You have to own the stock on what they call the ex-dividend date to get the dividend. And what all that means is, is the board of directors, CEO announces, we are going to pay a dividend on July 12th. That's the ex-dividend date. You have to own that dividend, that stock by that. You can buy it the 11th. You can sell it the 13th. But on July 12th, you're going to get the dividend. Okay. Now, what happens when the dividend is actually paid, the stock price goes down the exact amount that the dividend is. If it's a 30 cents dividend per share, the stock will go down, open the very next day, 30%, 30 cents down. You may not notice it because it immediately trades and it can make it all up or go down or whatever, but that's exactly what happens. The stock goes down by the exact amount of how much dividends paid. And when people get confused when it's pay, the dividends are always paid in cash, okay? They're paid in cash. They're not paid in percentage. The percentage is just figuring out, okay, they paid a dollar in dividend and it's a $10 stock. Oh, that's 10%. That's how that's computed. It's just, you know, a per, whatever they're paying, we just computed based on the percentage of the stock price, right? That day you're talking about it. That's why the percentage can change every day because the stock price changes every day. But the amount of dividend, the dollar amount, does not change once they've announced it. Hard to believe, but the 4th of July, America's birthday, is tomorrow. Are you ready? But now we've got 10 minutes left in the program, and I'm ready to help you grow your money. Get your calls in at 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, index funds versus mutual funds. Why an index fund will almost certainly be a better investment. Learn more tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, he's ready, and waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Let's go to Danish, 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 in Palo Alto. How you doing? Hi, hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, Steve, I, I came across a ticker called IDXG. It's a biotech, I think, a company uh, which does most of the uh, thyroid and uh, some other uh, test-related uh, products. Um, uh, uh -huh. 
I mean, one of my friends told me it's, it's going to skyrocket, but I want to uh, get an expert opinion before I take any decision. So would you, would you recommend this? I would not, uh, because it's a it's a it's a penny stock, ninety cents. Yeah. It doesn't make any money. It has never made any money, uh, but it is okay. losing less money every year. It's losing less money yeah. every year. Uh, it is growing its sales nicely. Twenty, and that's probably what he's seeing. Your friend is saying, right. "Hey, sales are growing fast. It's just not making but any not money. Making money yet. Uh, yeah." It provides outsourced sales and support services for biopharmaceutical medical devices and diagnostic industries. It's a $25 million company. This would not be an investable company because it, it, okay. it's way too small. And what you can do, if you want to roll the dice, pretend, Dennis, that you're in Las Vegas <laughs> and you're, gonna, you're putting your money on black, you could become a big winner, but... Chances are very good you'll lose all that money. But you could become a big winner. Okay? But I wouldn't, okay, sure. I wouldn't call it an investable. investable. I, would, I wouldn't invest in it. I might take a gamble at it, but I wouldn't invest the money, real money. So if you're going to put anything in it, make sure it's real small. Okay? Yeah, sure. Thanks sure. for the Thank call. You. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Appreciate it. 401ks, people, increased. Very little in the last 10 years. Very little. How little? Okay, 2017, the average account balance was $103,900. The median was $26,300. In 2007, now remember, 2017, 2007, it was $92,690. So it from went from $92,690 to $103,000 in 10 years. And the median, because remember, why do I say, why am I pushing the median? Because the average includes is very large accounts. The median doesn't include those, right? The median went from 29,780 in 2017 to 26,000. Went down 3,000 in 10 years. Okay. How about the older people? Just looking at people 55 to 64 years old. Older people. 2017, there was 190,000 with a medium at 71,000. Today, it's 168,000 with a medium at 71,000. Same. But the over, but uh, uh, nobody is saving money. Something's wrong with this picture. <coughs> yes, I know that you had the deep recession there, but all that money was made up in one year. Did you? People get all out after it already crashed and didn't get back in. And have they not put money in it over the years? We've been in a, a, a bull market phase. How come your 401ks aren't growing? Did you take money? This does not make sense. Now, it does make sense in one sense. I've noticed this over and over and over happening over the years. Remember, I've been doing this a long time. That people do not save their money they do not invest it right. They buy things that are foolish. They pull out at the bottom and go back in at the top consistently. And this, these numbers bear that out. You can't do it that way. You've got to stop doing it that way. You have to think differently. 
You have to think, oh, I'm in a recession. I lost half of my money in my 401k. You have to think in that situation is, I need to put more money in the market. Not less, not take it out, put more in. Then when you're all happy, you're ecstatic, you're saying, man, we have done really well. You gotta take some, put money on the sidelines. Take some money and put it on the sidelines. Not put more money in, and that's what most people do. It's very frustrating for me because it that's the same argument over my lifetime. That's it for today. Another Invest Talk Radio show is in the records books. We have been doing this a while, about 20 plus years, and your participation makes it possible. I hope you learned something today. I'm Steve Peasley, Justin Klein, and I thank you, and please enjoy your holiday tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for listeners to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are principals of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, which retains all rights.